Okay, guys, Southern Charm. First of all, actually, let me start out by saying I am I apologize for last week's episode. Last week's episode was was not my best. I was really struggling to I like I knew way too much. I was rambling. I was I I am truly the worst secret keeper. I would make a horrible POW. I would crack immediately under interrogation. I cannot keep. I'm a horrible secret keeper. And I know that about myself. Like when some someone someone came up to me at work one time and they were like, "Can you keep a secret?" And I went, "Oh, no." And they were like, "Whoa." I was like, "I just I'm being honest. I'm horrible at it." Put one drink in me and I'm like, "Oh my god, did you hear?" As I just know this about myself. So sitting on secrets is not my forte because I just get excited and I want to tell, you know, that um, SNL sketch, Surprise Party Sue. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, what a great idea. Oh my God. Be so surprised. Oh my God. That's me. So this is killing me. My name is Emily, and I have been watching Bravo TV as a form of self-care for over a decade. Needless to say, I'm a complete mess. Subscribe and follow along for painfully insightful recaps about Bravo, true crime, and other great TV. The only fun part, though, is when there's already been speculation out there like there's accounts have already reported on it and when i can say that is true because i'm like that's already been reported it's fair game someone else already told someone so i can i can say yep mm -hmm, that is facts one of those things being a while back uh samantha from bravo historian reported on the dip.com two peas that Craig was kicked out of Amanda and Kyle's wedding. And I will link, I promise I will remember this time. I have it in my notes. Um, she reported that Craig was kicked out of the wedding for being drunk. And what they, they had bathrooms outside. They had like fancy porta potties outside so that they didn't have all the guests using the indoor bathroom because it was at their, at her parents' house. And, Craig was trying to use the bathroom inside. And when he was told he couldn't, he like threw a fit and was asked to leave. And that has been confirmed. And the reason that interests me is because Paige has such a hard time with mess. You know, we see how she handles Lindsay. And to be fair, you know, Lindsay's a lot. And I kind of understand certain people don't respond well to that but craig is the ultimate mess so it's interesting that Paige is trying so hard to maintain this image of them being this like controlled flawless couple you know especially since it's been such a messy beginning they're trying like it's re they're really going with it's for being such a an undefined 
start, you know, like we're not really monogamous, but we're still sleeping with other people, yet it does still upset her. Um, And the whole Naomi thing and the timeline and were they not really committed? And did he actually, was it technically kind of cheating with Naomi and all of those things, it's all getting kind of murky. They're trying really hard to say that it all was okay. Technically all of that does fall in line and in the box of okay, because we, we hadn't mapped it out yet. When really it's still a bit messy, no matter how you look at it, it's still a bit messy, but Paige doesn't do mess very well. And here she is with Craig getting kicked out of her best friends, a a party in which she was, she was in the bridal party, you know, so she couldn't leave. So, So there we go. Guys, I just, I got to tell you, I had a rough night last night. Sorry, before I get into the recap, I just got to, I just got to confess my sins. So I, I, I'm having an issue like planning out a time to eat because when I get caught up in making content and um, like editing and stuff, I sort of don't count that as work. Like if I was doing my, my job that makes me, you know, that helps me pay my bills, I would be very aware. Like I need to eat. I am hungry. And this is getting in the way of that. But because I enjoy making content and editing and stuff, I don't factor in like, oh, I need to make time to eat. So it hit like eight o'clock, which happens a lot where I'm like, oh, shoot, I have to eat dinner. But I go, you know, maybe tonight I'll skip dinner and do like a nice little fast, like a cleanse, you know, like let my body just kind of, because it's very good to do that, by the way. It's good for like anti-aging when your body goes into, um, I think it's ketosis or something, but it's like your cells rejuvenate. It's a whole thing. Look it up. It's, it's great. Yes, it's helping with weight loss, but honestly, like that's the least of our concerns at that point, because you're not going to lose a ton of weight by fasting overnight. It's good for like cell regeneration and stuff. So like anti-aging, anti-aging, anti-aging. That's the only thing I care about really. But of course, here's what happens. I take my nighttime supplements, which includes one Benadryl, my favorite, I take it around nine every night, um, unless, of course, I have something to do. And I did that. And so the Benadryl starts to kick in probably around like 1030. And I start to get that like loopy sleep aid feeling. And come like midnight, I'm still working, but I'm like, I'm starving. I deserve Taco Bell. Mind you, of course, I'm extremely stoned by this point. So I fucking impulse order Taco Bell. And so I'm a Chalupa Supreme girl. I know for the people that have been following me for a while, I know I'm supposed to be dairy free, but this was an impulse purchase. The worst kind. So I fall asleep. I fall asleep. It's ordered. I wake up at three in the morning. I wake up at three in the morning. I I go, oh my God, I have Taco Bell. I forgot I have Taco Bell. I fucking grab it from the front door and I eat it in bed like a raccoon 
eating from a trash can in an alleyway. I mean, the lettuce was wilted. And in my head the whole time I'm thinking, this is like food poisoning waiting to happen. What are you doing? I got two sides of those little nachos. So I eat one chalupa, one side of nachos. And I put it away. I say, Emily, that's it. You're, t- you're sleeping. You're asleep. So then I try to go back to sleep. But then, okay, so I don't care how crazy I sound right now, because sometimes I hope when I share stories like this, someone out there knows that they're not alone. Part of my binge eating is a bit of an, it's an, uh, in, a compulsory thing. Like it's an OCD thing. So it'll feel like I'm not, uh, like something because what a compulsion is, is something bad will happen if you don't do something that seems irrational. Like when people need to touch something a number of times because something bad will happen. So when I start to binge eat, sometimes I'll need to eat until it quote feels right. And so knowing that there's more Taco Bell in the bag, I can't fall to fall asleep because I'm like, I need to eat all of it. It doesn't feel right. And so I'm trying to fall asleep and I'm like, well, that's just not going to happen. I need to finish the Taco Bell. So I fucking finish the other Chalupa and nachos, the side of nachos. Okay. So it's not, but still you guys, this is now it's three 30 in the morning and I'm, I'm so coherent. There's no, like, I'm not blackout. I'm not, this isn't sleep eating. No, no. Mm Mm-mm. There's something called nocturnal eating syndrome that I've been battling for a while, but this isn't even that. This was like, this was different. And I went to bed knowing like, you are going to feel so bad. I normally wake up at six in the morning, sometimes seven, but I just turned off my alarm. and was like, just wake up sleep sleep the shame away if you can of course i have a stomach ache and i don't i live a alcohol free life now but this is a hangover this is a shame hangover and a food hangover oh you guys i just feel like garbage but 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 I am trying to talk to myself like I would talk. If if any of you ever reached out to me and said that you did this very thing, I would give you the best pep talk in the world because I'm great at those. I'm great at giving other people those pep talks. So I'm trying to give myself that same type of pep talk. And that is, it happens to the best of us, okay? You're going to shake it off. You're still a queen. You're human. Drink a ton of water because your body is so dehydrated. And never forget, you're still stunning. Oh, it's so much harder to say it to yourself. But okay. Okay. I just had to, I had to confess that. My energy is so low. That's why. I'm just like, I'm sluggish. All right, all right, all right, enough about that tragedy. Oh, let's get into the recap. I purposely requested not to know a lot about this episode from my source because it was really hard to recap last week. 
I was like, don't tell me because I want to just comment from a viewer standpoint. It's really hard when you know everything. Um, and here's my promise to you guys. I've got a couple notes about how it is. And I don't blame you. A couple notes about how it's really annoying when you keep saying you know things and you can't tell us. I, I, I bet. And that I apologize. So, like, Emily, shut up. Okay. Shut up and stop saying that. So what I will say is this. I, since I can't tell you guys, if you, if you happen to like, let's say you leave a comment, whether it be on social media or like in the Facebook group or on one of my, on the YouTube channel or whatever, if it's completely off track, I will, I will say like, I can tell you with hundred percent certainty, you're completely off track. If you're on track, maybe I'll just like, like it. Cause I don't want to be like, maybe because then I'm just, you know, um, but if you're completely off track, I will let you know, like, nope, wrong direction because I can't give away too many things, but I will no longer be doing the whole, like, I know things. Um, so I, I, I do apologize for that. It's, I've never been handed so much information before in my life. Um, so apologies again. This is new to me, new territory, but we won't, we shouldn't have as much of a problem with this one. But did you guys listen to the EP episode, Reality Bites podcast? Because that gives a lot of great intel and a lot of great insight into how these shows are made. It's sort, it does help to know how the sausage is made. It, it, it takes a lot of the emotion and guessing out of it. Okay, so. Austin and Catherine getting their nails done. Look, is Catherine problematic? Uh-huh. Is Austin problematic? Yeah. Was this a kind of a cute scene? Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, when you're living, when you're watching these shows and you're living in this world, you kind of have to find some joy. You can't just hate them the entire time. But they seem like they have a genuine friendship. And I really liked when Austin said, look, I was, you know, labeled most dramatic or drama king in high school. So I kind of connect with Catherine. So I was like, this friendship seems organic and they don't, it doesn't seem like there's this underlying sexual tension, which would bug me. I hate when, I hate when that is what I'm watching. I'm like, stop flirting. So while they're getting their nails done, they cut over to Naomi calling Craig and okay so naomi calls craig to say that she needs to talk to him about the conversation she had with caleb at the party and they're intercutting the talk that he had with Paige. okay craig is one of those people that just doesn't understand basic direction it's like, it's so easy, Craig. It's so easy for you to say, okay, is this something you could tell me over the phone? Because look, at this point, Paige just doesn't feel comfortable with us hanging out in person. And I kind of get that because she's in New York. She doesn't run into exes. She doesn't live in a small town like Charleston. We just hooked up. Is this something we could talk about over the phone? 
you can't tell me that Naomi, deep, deep, deep down, she was just rejected on camera by Craig. You cannot tell me because he doesn't, she doesn't know the status of Paige and Craig. It could still be murky, you know. You can't tell me that there isn't a part of her that wonders if she shows up looking a little cute, doing a little flirty under the, you know, not even flirty, but just like a little bit of interaction. You can't tell me that there isn't a curiosity as to how that would go. You know what I mean? But Craig says, if I mean, if you think it's serious enough that you have to tell me in person and then in his confessional what is this? He goes, it's not like we're going to get our nails done together or anything like that. What is with this man thinking that getting your nails done together is this like super intimate affair? It's like that would be the ultimate betrayal. If Paige ever told Craig that she got her nails done with a guy, that would be it. She could go get cocktails. She could go to dinner. But if she ever said she got her nails done with someone, forget it. Done. Speaking of nails, how appropriate. Back to nails with Austin and Catherine. Austin is now he's harping on the fact that Olivia invited Madison. So Austin's like, I don't, I don't want to pursue someone that wants to be friends with my ex. And he goes, I'm not being crazy. Right. And this is when I wish Catherine <clears throat> had said what she said in her confessional to Austin in the scene. Cause then in her confessional, she says, you know, sometimes Austin is a petty bitch. And I just wish she had said that in the scene. I wish she'd said, you're being a little crazy. You are being a little petty. We live in a really small town and she's a part of this group. And unless she wants a war with someone, she's going to probably want to maintain some like decent, you know, be cool. And so then at this point, they bring out the hot stones and Austin's into it. And Catherine goes, "Ooh, you might like that might mean you're you know, a little bit kinky. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not into pain or being hit. And Catherine starts to be like, I don't know, like a little like a soft pat is one thing. And then maybe like a little harder pat, you know, like a harder hits a little a little better. And I got to, sorry, I got to respect Austin for admitting he's like, I am as vanilla as it comes. You know, guys like to talk a big game, but at the end of the day, it's three or four positions and your big finishing move. I fucking hate that Austin makes me laugh, you guys. I hate it. But I mean, he does. Oh my God. Hold on. I have to take a picture of my cat. Oh my God. You guys have no idea. I'll insert it. You know, any pet owners out there, you get it. She's laying so peacefully in the sun. Okay, sorry. Moving on. Oh, okay. Olivia at her parents' house, just talking about the Austin situation. I'm just, I'm just bored by Olivia. 
That's not to say that every single person on a reality show needs to be the most dramatic or intense, but I, I'm living in my truth. I'm bored. Thanks, Olivia. Thanks, Miss Boring Sauce. Bye. I'm going to move on when I'm going to talk about that scene. Um, back to nails. Catherine's talking about what happened with Caleb. And I really am happy that she called Caleb out on this because Caleb thought he could sit and have this conversation in front of Catherine. He he's okay. So she says to Austin, she's like him just talking to Naomi was super disrespectful. And so they do what I believe is called a flash sideways where we get a clip that we haven't seen. It's a, it's a, it's on a flash back. It's a flash sideways, meaning we haven't seen that. I don't know. See, if you don't, if you don't listen to that podcast, reality bites, excuse me, you don't know what that is, but it's a, I believe that's what it's called. And it's, it's Catherine telling Caleb or it's, I'm sorry, Caleb saying, yeah, Naomi was calling you names and Catherine going, okay, but then you should have shut it down. You don't continue to have the conversation because Caleb, you, you, you didn't shut it down at all. You went to a second location at that party. You went over to the bar. Okay. If she was sitting there calling you names, you could have been like, all right, I'm done with this conversation and backed away and left. But you were clearly interested in continuing that conversation. So nice try thinking that you could have a scathing conversation about your relationship and then go over and be like, Naomi's a fucking cunt. She was trying to get me to break up with you. Oh, that's it. So I like that Catherine said, I don't think so. Nice try. Catherine saw right through that. Good. Okay, now we get, okay, <laughs> the scene with Leva and her trainer. Um, uh, <laughs> what the hell? Um, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, Okay. Uh I I <laughs> what is happening here? First of all, he's just stretching her, it seems like. So this isn't even that like interesting visually. You know, I don't I kind of like workout montages, but they're usually a little bit more exciting. You know, there's like moving around, there's jumping, there's squats, there's lifting. I don't know, but this is like I can't quite tell what's happening. And then her son comes in and I don't have kids. So is this normal that a son would just be pulling and yanking at you and not care that you're in the middle of a session? I don't know. Maybe it is. It probably is. I don't have kids, so I don't know. But then in her confessional, which is all she's going to give us, she's like, I want to be present. So now I don't cook all the time. Now I let my house be messy. I let shit go at work. I practice these things to make me calmer. Okay. And she lets us know that Lamar wants another kid, but her one child is enough. And of course, we don't see Lamar anywhere. He's not 
going to be on camera and great. I got, this was like a long scene too. I mean, look, I, maybe I'm not the demographic for this. Maybe this, maybe this was geared towards a different, maybe I shouldn't be so harsh on it. Maybe other audience members connected to it and really wanted to see this perspective. And you know what? If Cam was also on the show, you would have two women to give this perspective. And as of now, it just looks like Leva is the kind of, she's just sticking out like a sore thumb because no one else has this story. But if you had Cam there, then they would both have this story and we could have, you know, friends connecting on this level. And so it would be nice for if you and the audience are a mom and wanted to see this. Um, it just, I don't feel, I feel like she's not telling us everything and I know. Okay. Okay. Moving on. I'm moving on because it was incredibly boring to me. But what was not boring was this next scene with Vanita and her mom. Wonderful. Like Vanita felt like a different person. We got to really see her mom obviously was not expecting um, was not expecting to have such a deep conversation on camera the way her mom like tightened up when Vanita says, you know, I didn't see how to open up and talk about things because, you know, you and dad just didn't talk about things. And her mom stiffens all the way up and says, I'm not going to talk to you about your dad. And all of this seemingly starts with Vanita saying that she wasn't invited to Olivia's party and she starts to choke up and her mom says, well, yeah, I mean, it's good for you to wait to talk about things until you're rational. And, you know, Vanita's like, well, yeah, I mean, you, you hid things from me. And it turns out Vanita came home and one day her dad was gone and she was in high school, I believe. High school. Ooh. You are a whole human being at that point. And in the prime of hormones and all that stuff, that's hard. Oh my God, that's so hard. Oh, I can't even imagine. Especially if your mom's not going to talk to you about it. That's so hard. Her mom tries to make a joke out of it, which is so uncomfortable, but it really looked like Vanita. Because Vanita a few times has tried to make a joke and done this really intense laugh where it it wasn't a laugh. You know, it felt like something different. It felt like almost like a cry. And that's what her mom did. And it was so eye-opening. And it, her mom finally says, she's like, I will tell you that there was infidelity. And so in Vanita's confessional, she said there was a double life going on. And it wasn't until her aunt called and told her that her dad was marrying someone else that she realized it was completely done between her mom and her dad. Come on. That is a lot to process. So, you know, I'm one of those people that forgives pretty damn easily 
and moves on when it comes to reality show mess ups. As you know, I really wasn't blaming Vanita for what happened with Olivia. I was more team Vanita. The audience is very split on that. FYI, it is a down the center 50-50 split on that interaction at the garden party, which is exhausting because it's like always a debate in the comment sections. Like no one thinks they're, we can just, just agree to disagree. How about that? Because it's going to get resolved and we're going to move on from it. Um, because I think both people can be wrong. I think that's totally possible because these are complex emotions and feelings and topics. Um, and what's also, I find very fascinating about this scene is that Vanita says that she was done a disservice by not seeing her parents argue. And her mom says, well, I saw my parents argue and it taught me not to argue. And so, you know, you're fucked either way, basically. <laughs> um, but her mom realizes that, you know, by sheltering her so much, it taught her not how to not handle any adversity, which is eye opening because Vanita is clearly not handling any situation that has a little bit of conflict well. Almost like she's spoiled, but she's also, it's almost like she can't be spoiled. You know what I mean? I loved it. This was like a nice psychoanalyzation. Good depth. <sighs> okay. For lighter, for a lighter moment, Shep and little Craig go to Patricia's and we get to meet Randy, the new butler. I'm so relieved. Thank God. I'm so, I, was so, I couldn't handle any more Whitney being the butler. It was too stressful. And we find out about Peaches and Craig. They were, they will have a wedding. And speaking of weddings, Shep says, oh, Taylor, it's not the wedding pressure type. Is this not insane? Is this not absolutely insane? What? Hello? Where have I? Hi. Where have we been, bro? We've watched scenes with our own eyes, and that's just what's been on camera. I'm sure there have been countless conversations. He just doesn't listen. He just literally tunes her out. So simultaneously, this is obviously editing's choice to tell, you know, for storytelling purposes, but Taylor goes over to Marcy's and is gushing over all the baby stuff. Meanwhile, Shep's over at Patricia's going, I mean, you know, it's great. Like, she doesn't care. And Patricia says, if I hadn't had a proposal after four months, I would have been done. Four months. Patricia, four months. That is rid ridiculous and antiquated, but whatever. Sure. I mean, I, I can't, like, we, we watched an entire scene where when Taylor had her pregnancy scare, she said, I just don't think you'd step up. And he was like, how rude. What am I doing here? <laughs> I mean, hi. She's like, yeah, I kind of don't think you will step up. He's like, I mean, maybe. She's like, yeah, but like, what about what I want? He's like, give it time. Maybe. I don't know. 
So he's just hearing what he wants to hear. He takes away from that conversation that she's just really not into pressuring me. It's pretty cool. Oh, God. Thank You know, I'm actually it's a nice relief that they broke up because I can watch these scenes and not be angry. That's it's actually what a relief. Truly. I want to talk to you guys about my favorite hair care line. I know I've talked about them before. Amorphe, the best conditioner, the best heat protectant. And I mean best. I don't even notice it's in my hair, but it's absolutely protecting it from damage. But it doesn't get sticky. Most heat protectants get sticky. On top of being great hair products, they also focus on sustainability from their ingredients to their packaging. And they only work with eco-friendly manufacturers. And of course, they never, ever test on animals. So we just, we love them. And everyone who works there, this is just on a personal note, they're fantastic. They're just a loving, woman-owned company that I love to support. So go to Amorphe.com, O-M-O-R-F-I-E.com, and use my code EMILY15, that's E-M-I-L-Y-15, and get 15% off. Okay. This scene is pure comedy. Naomi and Craig meeting for meeting at the coffee place. I comedy guys. Pure. I mean, <laughs> all right. So, okay. So they're at a chai and okay. So here's what, here's what I think. Here's what I think is going on here. Craig is so, um, he doesn't have a clue as to how to properly handle things, right? So, okay. Craig's idea of going to this, he knew it was going to be on camera, obviously, was to be able to show Paige later, like, look, I didn't want to be there. You can see I like didn't even want to look at her. It was just like really uncomfortable. It's like all you had to do was just not go and tell her like, hey, Tell her over the phone, have this con. But so he went out of his way as if he had no choice. I mean, I had no choice. I had to go. So from the jump, Naomi gets there, she tries to order chai. They're out of chai, calls Craig to say, Hey, what did you want? I'll get you a drink. He says chai. And she tries to be like, Ah, they don't have chai. And the way he responds, you can just tell he's really, really driving the point home that he does not want to be there. Okay. So when he gets there, he's super cold. And so Naomi comments right away, like, are you, why are you grumpy? He's like, I'm not. Okay. So we got, here we go. Now you cannot tell me from Naomi's perspective that this wasn't deep down as a woman you've been rejected in a very small 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 way this gives me the same energy as when Kristen went to Tom's to get her mail in that green dress hair curled you can't tell me it's just they're just an element of just like let me be in front of that person again it's just an element of it However, very quickly realizing that's not how it's going to go. Because um, she tries to make small talk. 
you know, so did you have fun at Olivia's? And he's staring down into nothing with his arms closed as if he's going to explode if he accidentally makes eye contact with her. And he's like, okay, yeah. What, like, basically, what did you want to talk to me about? What? Just tell me what you want to say. And so maybe because she feels uncomfortable, but she like loses her words. Also could be editing. Also could be editing. So she tells him about what Caleb says in this very general fashion. Um, and they are cutting in and out, cutting back and forth to the conversation. And he is literally not making eye contact in the most psychotic ways. And in his confessional, of course, he's like, why do we have to have coffee for you to tell me what that Caleb was talking shit about Catherine? And he keeps now like looking around. He's he's shaking his legs and Naomi's now feeling more and more uncomfortable. Um. And it's purely performative from Craig. It's purely so that Craig can show Naomi he's uncomfortable, not just saying it with words and communicating like one should do, like one could do. Like, watch, hey, Naomi, I think we could have just done this. Okay, let's let's say he didn't want to say it over the phone. Let's say he thought it was that big a deal. Let's, but then now he's here and he's realizing. You know, and so instead he's like doing all this performative stuff just because he really knows that Paige will get mad if he doesn't perform this way. Okay. So eventually he says, Hey, look, I got to go pick up Paige from the airport. And Naomi says, Yeah, like I want to go out and like have some fun. And Craig's like, Look, there are boundaries. Okay. Obviously, my path is taking me on a relationship with Paige. At the end of the day, you are my ex-girlfriend. It's not appropriate to hang just yet. I was, look, when Naomi says, you're kidding, right? I was a little shocked. And Craig confessional his he says Paige has been understanding even though she doesn't understand it because in a big city you don't run into exes it's true I live in LA I would never run into an ex and, and if I did I would duck and hide and stop drop and roll and then Naomi's like if I didn't think we were on the same page then I wouldn't have asked him to go to coffee and if Paige and Craig feel awkward then that's on them all right, Naomi, you had me up until this point. That's not on them, bitch. That's on you too. Okay. That's on you too. Sorry, girl. Like you can't like if I'm an, if I dated someone and I was kind of the love of their life, not kind of the love of their life. They, and it was a rough breakup and Craig admittedly had a very hard time with it. And then I came back in their life. We hooked up while there was still like, but while it was double dipping, essentially. I would not be confused by that boundary being set. And maybe I'm missing something there. It's possible I'm missing something. I don't know. Actually, wait, it's possible I'm missing something. Huh? It is possible. I just realized that. 
Hmm. Still, on the surface, Naomi, you look shady. Okay. Don't poke at it. Don't poke at something like that. Paige doesn't live here. Why do you even want to be friends with Craig? She's doing revisionist history in her mind, too. It's like when you break up with someone, then you have a bad boyfriend, then you look back and think of all the good things with your ex. No, no, no. Let's not forget who Craig was. You were both bad for each other. Period. Dot. Okay. So Vanita and Olivia meet up. Now, I don't know how much of this was heavily edited because the way it plays is very much so Vanita asks how was the party and Olivia just gets awkward and then they're like hey smoothie and she's like oh thanks smoothie and then they cheers and it's a little awkward and then they're like espresso and she's like oh okay and it's like a little it's even more awkward and Vanita uh or Olivia says you know I feel like you made assumptions about me that really threw me off and it was insinuating something that was not cool and so then vanita says you know like well well, you know walking away really it just felt very dismissive and olivia explains walking away is just a way for me to cool off i don't know if they cut out more of this conversation because Vanita understands where Olivia is coming from. She goes, okay, that makes sense. And says, and I apologize for coming on too strong because I was yelling and that's not the way I want to communicate. And I don't know if Olivia then returned the, and said, look, and I'm sorry for making you feel dismissed and making you feel not heard, but they definitely cut it out. And I kind of felt like that would have been nice to see. But clean slate. And we're moving on. And that's nice. That's nice. Okay. So I, I'm i gathering that if it was enough for Vanita to move on, then more must have happened in scene than we're seeing. Because it looked like Olivia just kind of shrugged her shoulders and was like, thanks. Yeah, you were, you were really annoying. But it... I, I just don't take, I don't think Vanita would have, or maybe she would, maybe she would just say, okay, let me just do this because I want to get through this season. But it seemed like they had a decent time because then Vanita says it's clean slate from now on. And now we just have to worry about everybody else. And then she asks about the relationship that she has with Austin and does Madison know about it? And Olivia's like, well, what does it matter? And I mean, honestly, I'm just so a little bored by Olivia. I'm like, are you going to do anything? Are you going to? I don't, again, I don't know if the network is choosing to make her seem kind of like go girl, give us nothing. And they're cutting out a bunch of interesting stuff. But so far, it's a little go girl, give us nothing. And then she sips her espresso and it's gross and they both laugh at how gross it is. And I mean, again, I guess it's okay. It really felt like they cut this scene down and I'm going off. I'm taking, I'm following Vanita's lead on this because Vanita seemed satisfied with the conversation. 
it seemed very edited down. It, I mean, we only got like maybe four minutes of a conversation that I'm sure was not four minutes. I'm sure it was maybe an hour. So I can tell the network has decided that Vanita is going to get a very nice bit of story about her experience as a black woman. And Olivia is going to be the insensitive one coming in who's blind to it, even though that should be Catherine. Catherine's the one who said the thing. Why is Olivia getting this heat? Again, I did not check with my source. I will be checking after I finish this recap to see was a bunch of shit cut out. What happened? Tell me. Because it's. Because it felt it felt. Like Vanita should have been like, that's it. But this was supposed to be kind of the wrap up on it. Like, okay, that's been resolved. And I'm relieved for Vanita because I don't want her to carry this conversation and this topic on her back the rest of the show. That's not her job. That's not her role. I just want her to have some fun now. So let's hope she can just, boom, let's hope she can just get in there, get in the mix and have a good time. That's all I want for her at this point. That's what she deserves. Because she's fun. She's funny. She's got a lot to bring to the table. Let's go. You know, so let's let her enjoy the rest of the season and not expect her to keep educating everybody. And I, I know people are going to say no one asked her to. Exactly. So let's let her move on. Okay. Caleb goes over to his mom's house. His mom is giving me weird energy. It's very manic and something's not right there. Like she can't find the Coke and the everything about her energy was, I'm not going to say it, but it just had had a very strange energy going on. Um, He says he's been working seven days a week. Uh, I, I do know what he, and for some, this is a Bravo thing. Um, They won't let him say what he does. He was works at the Apple store. And I feel like I need to say that because there's been a lot of rumors about what he does. I've even mentioned it here on the pod. The rumors are still seemingly true, but what he's talking about when he says he's been working seven days a week, he works at the Apple store. But when it comes to Southern Charm, I've learned something. The network wants Southern Charm to have a certain look to it, like a certain brand. Like notice when they go on cast trips, they don't ever go. There was a watch party, like watch with... It was the Toms, and I think it was Craig and Shep. It might have been Craig and Austin. Um, and they were watching a Vanderpump Rules episode where they went to Mexico. And Craig and Austin said, like, we never get to go anywhere like this. We never get to go anywhere, like, out of town like this. It's because they, they wanted to maintain the look of the South. And, like, and so for some reason, the Apple store probably wouldn't, like, fit into that. So yeah, that's what he does. He works at the Apple store. Um, so Caleb tells his mom the story about Naomi. But it's a little, you know, skewed to one side. And not accurate. His mom is interesting. Remember when she gave him the advice of like sticking it out, even though he was like, she tells me not to hang out with my family. And she's like, well... Just, you know, see how it goes. But then now she's like, mm -mm, you should just not, you're not going to stick around for that. So 
I, I can't get a read on this woman at all. Okay. I'm, I'm moving on. I don't like Caleb. I'm going to say, I just, no. Uh -uh. Craig's house. Paige and her cute little PJ set. The coffee, like let's play house, and they're talking about. Remember when we're we're gonna look back on a time when we're gonna say, remember when we had the kitchen in the living room, and then they go sit on their rocking chairs and they talk about how Craig is not into hot drinks, and she's like, "What are you talking about? You drink tea every night." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm a tea person," and Paige says, "You be you." And Craig says, that's what I love about you. You let me be myself. And then they're going over like the backyard and that area should be for the kids to play and a couple things. She doesn't make sense in this setting. Number one, like she doesn't look, this doesn't fit for her. She's so metropolitan. She's so New York city. She makes sense in the Hamptons. But this very rustic southern porch swinging thing, it's like a phase. But this all just feels so curated. And Craig just, you know, he's such a sociopath to me. It's like he's playing a character. And she's okay with playing this character because she wants this to work. She likes the way this looks, too. But Paige is getting off so easy. Like Paige is just, she's showing up. She's getting a day rate, I'm sure. And she's doing nothing. She's drinking a fucking coffee, sitting on a goddamn rocking chair. Thanks for your contribution, Paige. Like, what What are we, I, if I'm going to get more of you, make it interesting. But I'm getting nothing interesting. So why do I have to keep getting more of you guys? Just so that you can keep shoving in my face that you're this perfect couple? I don't think so. Okay. I know. I know about the drama going on behind the scenes. But you guys are going to shield us from the reality because you know how to curate for the cameras because you've been doing it so long, Craig. It's just so inauthentic to me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Anyway, Erica, the event planner, comes over to plan the dog wedding. She is giving Patricia life, honey. Patricia makes the most obvious jokes. It may be the only wedding I plan. And Erica's like, oh my God, I've never heard that joke before. Bitch, it's the most obvious joke, okay? Okay. So now they've made this very specific stylized choice to do this suspenseful to be continued. Because Patricia says the wedding invitations have been sent out <gasps> Dumb. to be continued. And now for next week, we have this countdown. It, like as if I'm worried that this wedding is going to happen. I don't know if I'm on board with this, guys. I don't know if I think this was a good I don't like it. I, I'm, what are we kids? Am I a child? Am I, are you poking fun at us, the audience? The fuck do I care if a dog wedding goes off or not? Are you just wasting my time? What are you doing? 
This is a C storyline at best. I don't give a shit about a dog's wedding. Okay. I really don't. Is it just because it's going to be an event? Thanks. I don't. Sorry to whoever thought this would be cute. It was a look. We Not all ideas are winners. To me, don't love it. Maybe other people do. I don't. Okay. But next week, Olivia is going to bring a date and we see Paige and Craig looking at Austin going, are girls in town? Who, Sierra? Yeah. And this just proves, mind you, Austin saw Sierra for two weeks on Winter House. Two weeks. And Craig is going to play, Craig has played up this numerous times that Austin cheated on Sierra or like wasn't faithful to, it was a fling. But because Paige wants it to work out, he's so like up Paige's ass. He does that with everyone he dates. Like you see the way he acted with Naomi too. But speaking of Naomi, Craig is going to tell Naomi, you were never in my position. You left a loving relationship to be with a controlling asshole. You don't affect my life anymore. I like, don't make me go back and pull all the footage of the shit Craig would say to Naomi. Look, they weren't good for each other. She nagged him, whatever, but Craig was a gaslighter and it's really like, my ex reminds me so much of Craig because Craig would get like my ex would be very giving and loving, but he would also be very abusive with his words because he would expect me to ignore all the negative things and then gaslight me when I would, when he'd be, it, it just very, very similar shit. And so there's moments like when Craig said things like, go ahead, speak child in front of people. Craig was no freaking angel. Okay. Naomi had to leave that relationship because Craig was never going to adjust his lifestyle. Craig was sleeping till like 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Craig had a full-blown Adderall addiction and he just pretended like it didn't happen because then he would list all of his accomplishments as if that trumped everything else. It, it, that doesn't always trump everything else. And then he would gaslight her into thinking that she was being crazy for even requesting those changes. And so, yeah. It's going to be pretty difficult to get through watching that. I might have to start pulling footage now to gather that montage together. Montages take a while, by the way. Especially if you want to get that, you want to find that one piece of footage. Although it is easy because all the Southern Charm episodes from every single season are on bravotv.com. They're on the Bravo app. And that means you can screen record. By the way, if anyone is out there wondering how I ever get footage, I've had a few people ask how I do that. Anything on the Bravo app, Bravo lets you screen record everything. If it's not on the Bravo app, it sucks. I go to YouTube next. Um, then I go to a Google search, try to get real desperate because sometimes I'll have it like in a People magazine, in a People article, it'll be a clip in there. Uh, and then it's a mad hunt for things. Uh, it is not always easy, but I will find it. And then if I get real desperate, because Hulu doesn't let you screen record, if I get real desperate, I will set up a tripod 
thing and my phone, I will, I will record my TV, but I'm, I hate doing that because I'm so anal retentive and it, I can't quite get the frame right. As you, if anyone knows my social media, my formatting is, I'm so anal retentive about formatting to the point it drives me nuts. Sometimes I'll say it. So, ugh, I can't even talk about that. The, the, the obsession of making the formatting look perfect is it's, it's actually like it to my own detriment. No one would notice the slight tweaks, but I would. And then there've been times when I post something like after the fact, and I forgot to move the watermark and the watermark is like right in the middle. It's like on someone's face. Oh, I digress. That wraps up my Southern charm recap. I hope I did better this week. I felt really bad for last week. I, I listened to it. I got some comments on YouTube and I was like, oh, I don't blame you guys. That's my, I think that was t- to date, maybe one of my worst episodes. And I apologize. Um, love you. Mean it. Please like, subscribe, comment. I love getting to know you guys. Comment, but be gentle. Um, and please rate me five-star reviews. I need them. I'm, I I appreciate them. They're free and have a great week. Have a great night. Have a great day. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. She speaks bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at she speaks bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.